Dads out there and our moms, welcome to another wonderful Monday recap episode of the Fade You podcast. Like I said, this is our weekend recap. We are recording on Monday, October 18th, 2021. Thank you for checking out our little show. We appreciate your support, whether you're new to the pod, whether you've been listening for a while. We appreciate all of you. We did get some new Twitter followers over the weekend, so just so you guys know, we do three shows a week. We do a Monday show that recaps the weekend. We do a Wednesday college football preview, and we do an NFL preview on Fridays. So make sure you're following us on Twitter at Fade U Sports, and uh, make sure you're subscribed to the pod. Even if you don't listen to them all, we appreciate those downloads. It, it definitely helps us. So thank you so much for all of that. My name is Matthew James, and I have the usual crew here with me. Oh, uh, what a difference a week makes. Chris Duke, uh, a week ago today, I think I was taking the Eucharist around this time one week ago. I think I was taking the body and blood of Christ. So uh, that kicked off what was a very successful fade den week. So Chris, are you getting married again tonight to keep this going? I got to tell my wifey to get back from work so we can uh, redo that and maybe... Uh... She does work at a church, so I'll tell her to bring some more little wafers and blood of Christ for us. <laughs> oh, beautiful. Uh, Joe, you had a good, another good contest week. How's everything going over there? Things are going really good, man. Four and one again. We're 19-11 on the season thus far. Things are looking good. We're just picking and choosing the right ones. And uh, yeah, Jared sent me a text last night. He said, if we go 5-0 and next week, we'll meet up at Magic Mountain and 69 each other. So... We got that in play for this weekend, so we'll see what happens. <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, Kyle, you and I are not picking and choosing the right ones. You are 0-4 on the week with the Bills pending. I mean, we're all on Titans for Fade Den. You're, you're staring 0-5 maybe in the face. What's the mindset over there? I mean, it's demoralizing, dude. Yeah, I texted Neil last night saying – uh, can't wait to go to South Bend, get my ass bent over, but fucked by an Irish guy. Dodgers suck. Uh, it seems like every time I have a good Saturday, my NFL is just brutally terrible. So I think, uh, I think I'm going to take the week off and Friday night before I get on an airplane, I'm just going to randomly pick five games for the contest and cross my fingers and hope for the best. Just text Brett. Just be like, Hey, just submit random ones for me. Oh my god, dude! I actually, well, I mean, I might as well just not even post and just let him go at it. Like, yeah, I, it would be better than a zero and five or one and four I did with spending. I don't even know how many hours I spent last week trying to overanalyze anything and everything. Oh god, Neil, it sounds like our our buddy needs a little pick me up. I, it's demoralizing. I mean, it's demoralizing. I've been I've been sitting at an zero and four before. It it really makes you like. Just think about your life and your life decisions and how, how you've got yourself to this point. I mean, it's brutal. And then, I mean, like I said, Kyle and I were texting back and forth. Not only to be sitting, like, you know, with an 0-4, but then, you know, to watch Dave Roberts single-handedly screw up your your entire team's chances and postseason hope, it was, uh, it was a rough night for, for Dodger fans. Joe, a rough night for Dodger fans. Good. 
Good. Fuck them. <laughs> That's just what Neil and I said about the Giants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we can all be uh, bitter, spiteful assholes here. Good. So, wait, like, like, what the fuck? I mean, I'll be honest. I was pretty enamored with uh, what Geno Smith and Alex Collins were doing to uh, make us some money last night. So, like, what? What was the rationale? Was it that that the other lefty just didn't have the experience and they needed like what what happened? Dude, I don't know enough about our pitching to to even justify a valid response to the question. I'll just be rambling. It's uh yeah, I guess being second guessed all over Los Angeles. So I don't know. Maybe did I mean the NLCS last year was Braves Doys, right? And weren't the Braves up 3-1 in the series? Yeah, they were up 3-1, but the like I was texting Todd earlier, you know, one of our, our fellow buddies, and I'm throwing in the towel. I'm just like, they needed game two because I already count game four as an L. They, they're not going back 3-1 again. Like, they need they need luck the in any way possible. I mean, I'm, I'm only upset because I kind of want revenge. I don't even care if it's the Astros or Red Sox. I just kind of want to you know, have that do over, but whatever life goes on, who cares? Chris Duke, let's get you in here. We finally had a good week fading the fuck. People have been asking, cause you know, the public's doing really well right now. It's been a couple bad weeks in a row for the sports books. People are like, Oh, Den must be hot. Well, he was, he was really fucking hot for the first two weekends of October. But last week we finally had a good weekend fading him. Fade Den last week, 37, 22, and 3 for plus 12.7 units. Chris, it's about damn time. Yeah, it's crazy, too, because we, uh, someone, one of our fellow dads, Anteater, sent us how good the 70% plus public teams are doing. Really good against the spreads. So you'd think Den would be killing it, but he just uh, came back to earth. And we said it before he can't keep picking and choosing these right ones. And, uh, you know, he, lost like we say we say if he just played full games he'd be good but of course he pisses with first quarter first half on the cowboys pisses with the second half on the steelers in prime time first half went under so we got uh, a lot to bounce our way he had a shitty football pretty shitty uh college football too um we we actually got bama to the unge we actually got to bet bama he's always betting bama but he took mississippi state and uh, we had a pretty good start to the day too because none of his faves chalky road faves covered uh first yeah. half either yeah it was good uh his college saturday was nine and 15 so pretty bad his nfl sunday he actually hung in there okay because fuck the packers cover again the cowboys cover again holy mother of god and uh, so he goes nine, ten, and two on Sunday. So fine. I mean, baby, baby profit fading him. But I mean, what really helped was that you guys don't just tune in on the weekends. I mean, we had three and zero on Monday Night Football. We had three and zero. What the hell did he bet on Tuesday? Some random ass college, right? At State, yeah, we got the raging yeah. cake. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, it was a it was a zero and six start to the week last week for Dan on Monday and Tuesday. So hopefully. This is the turnaround. I mean, we've been saying it almost every single show. He bets, Dennis bets the way that Vegas wishes everyone would bet because most people lose sports betting and Dennis is not a not a strong sports better despite what some people on Twitter may say. I guess with football, we have to start 
because I want Kyle Durant on this one. We have to start with the Cowboys Patriots. I mean, the best I can do is liken it to getting kicked in the balls really hard. That's, that's kind of what that felt like. I mean, Kyle, you're, you lost on that with me. Chris Duke lost on it as well. I mean, that's just one where like, I'm not really one to, to get mad and throw things. I just was kind of like in stunned silence, like beside myself that they actually didn't cover. I mean, what the fuck? I mean, I, I just kind of laughed it last yesterday felt like, uh, like week five just kept going. I mean, I understand like Carolina wasn't a good bet, but for two games to go to overtime and to be on the wrong side of both, it's just, it's just kind of funny. Like, no, I'm not really getting any luck in the last two weeks. Uh, so I just laughed. Uh, the, the pick six was hilarious with Diggs running it back. It, I mean, it wasn't the best throw, but it still probably could have been caught. I mean, second and 15, I get it. You're trying to close the game out, but I don't know. Uh, He showed great effort, you know, throwing the next pass, you know, right over Diggs, you know, for a touchdown. And then you're, you're feeling pretty good, but you're, you're still kind of hoping you're sitting there like, man, I don't want a field goal. I kind of hope they get a touchdown on the last play of the game because then we get that half point tickle in our favor because they're not going to kick the extra point. Then it goes to overtime and CD lamb is a expletive kind of wish he broke his leg or something taunting the defender. (laughs) That's what I was hoping for. Um, Just know this isn't college anymore. Like I I hope that kid just gets absolutely fucked up next week. Um, But yeah, that's about it. Our old friend Kendrick Bourne is wasn't enough, man. Yeah. Chris, yeah, I mean, I knew just, right when they, right yeah. when they got that, I was like, fuck, do not get this two point conversion. Right when they got it, I knew the Cowboys were going to be able to go get in field position or field goal position. And then I was like, we do not, like we always say, we do not want the fucking dog in OT. Sure enough. Boom, boom. We know what the fuck happened. Of course they couldn't have just kicked the three for us to get the hook. No, they got to go get six and fuck us. Well, and the part you guys are leaving out, it's not like, I mean, the way we're talking about it is like Dallas got the ball and just went right down the field and scored a touchdown to, to end it. No, right. the Pats won the coin toss and had the ball and did nothing. And then so Dallas only needed the three. And man, I don't know how they lost CeeDee Lamb. Just, I mean, Joe, you're on the other side of this. Correction. Yeah. Was, it was a great design. Joe, you're on the other side of this. You were on the Cowboys for the contest, even though you would never have bet that yourself. You you guys had it because you're sharing an entry with 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 your buddy, and yep. that's one where going into the game, like you know, you're not on the sharp side, and you're watching the game, and you're like, I'm not on the right side of this, <laughs> and you oh, win it anyway. Sure. Yeah, we were we were watching. Well, I watched the first half at a bar in Fullerton, and then uh, I was like, oh well, that's dead. Uh, fuck it, whatever, it's fine. And then, uh, so me and a couple of buddies decided to go to a, a, a titty bar. So I didn't see any of the second half or the end of that game. The only, at this titty bar, all they had on was the Raiders game, which went really fucking good for me. Uh, but yeah, I never saw the end. So I just, I just saw the final score and just laughed. I was like, haha, four and one, bitches. Just wow. And Chris, of course, that's one that, I mean, that's when you're fading, that's a big swing. That's like that. I mean, that's a, a swing from instead of winning that unit, you're losing 1.1. So it's a big swing when Den keeps getting those. 
Yeah, it's huge. It's a, and he even chalked it up. He's like, guys, what a joke. He was texting me in like the third quarter. So he is expecting it to be a loss. And then for the contest, like we said, we know no one's going to maybe place, but you like to have a good show. And that was to get our team smelly poo to two and two, and then hopefully get a winning record tonight with Titans. And instead you go to one and three. So just huge swing all over the place. Tough. All right, let's go to break. I want to get, uh, I want to get Neil back in here. I want to talk about what's been going on fading the Arizona Cardinals because our guys have – we've had four guys fading the Cardinals two weeks in a row, and that's a combined 0-8, dads. So we, we're going to get to the bottom of this, what's going on with this Arizona team on the other side of the break. All right, Neil, I want to get you in first and just get the first word. So last week, everybody was on the Niners as a dog fading Arizona. Arizona covers 0 and 4 for for the it's been it's been funny it's been all of the four of you I haven't I haven't done this I, I haven't bet Arizona either but and then this week all four of you are on the Browns who were laying three at home to Arizona and Arizona dick slaps them I mean there's really no other way to say it so what are what are we collectively missing or is that not it what do you think I'm not sure if we're collectively missing anything versus maybe we're underappreciating, but I wouldn't even say that we're underappreciating the Cardinals because, you know, Kyle was fading them here this week with us. And he was the one that was on the Cardinals to begin the season when I get, and I gave him shit for that. Um, so he's like the Cardinals and thought that this was a good spot to, to fade him as well. Um you know, I, I don't and I don't even want to necessarily say that it's a that the last two weeks, at least from my perspective, it'd be interesting to see what the rest of the guys were. I'm not sure this is necessarily like a fade of the cards versus I just thought the other two teams in both spots were in good spots to bounce back. I thought Cleveland was in a good spot to bounce back after that loss, you know, against the Chargers. And I really like the spot that San Francisco was in um, and what they could have potentially done failed miserably really both times um failed miserably so i'm i'm still sort of hesitant to whether or not i'm going to believe in the cards um because that as far as fading them that wasn't really part of my handicap really in either game well yeah kyle let's throw it to you because you were you had mentioned on preseason pods being high on them uh what what what's going on here with this missing on them on their game two straight weeks i mean honestly i bet the niners because i heard a a lot of people just mention the niners and just lance's first start there's no game tape this and that there's advantages here good whatever it is i didn't really want to bet the niners but i being a i'm i might be more of a niner homer than anybody here so i'm just like i just want it like whatever i want it I don't care. So to me, it was just a stupid pick. It was just lazy, just no thought. It was just like, yeah, I, I want to win on the Niners. Last week, I th- I think what it is for me is I gave too much respect to a Cleveland Browns defense. You know, I thought maybe against the Chargers, it might have been fluky. Uh, no, I just I just think they're average run of the mill. Uh, I know they're nicked up, but they're they're not as special as I thought. I thought this might have been a top eight unit. No, probably top 16. <laughs> like, just average at best. 
So I think that's, I think that's what we're seeing. And, you know, obviously you have the running backs going down, you have Baker Mayfield, uh, hurting his non-throwing shoulder again, again, like that seems to be an injury for him. So who knows what the hell's going on, but I, I'm, I actually might go early. I think I'm just going to play the, uh, the donkeys this week, as long as I get three and a half and, uh, hope that team just continues to, uh, take a massive dump and, mm-hmm. you know, root for Kelly's Cleveland Browns team, team under for the year. Yeah. <laughs> Nice. Yeah, I was going to say, it doesn't yeah. help that Baker's throwing picks and fumbling in short fields with the Cardinals. Fuck. Well, Chris, I was going to ask you, because you were worried when you saw that, was it Browns in the contest consensus? Was that the one loser? Did it just yeah, got really, really trendy? A lot of sharp. Mm-hmm. And a lot of sharp. Oh, I love Browns. And the next thing you know, it's in consensus. I'm like, oh, fuck. I haven't heard anybody make the case for the 5-0 and team getting points. And then, sure enough, it was dead real quick. Well, and then you get the narrative that Kingsbury is going to miss the game and people are, oh, man, they don't even have their coach. So you just have to really be weary of these narratives that get so just Mm -hmm. regurgitated out there in the echo chamber. It's like, well, wait a sec. Why isn't anyone making the case for the team that's five and oh getting points on the road? Like you said, Chris. So, uh, Joe, let's road teams are really good. Yeah, they continue to be on fire. I mean, look at all the road faves. It's almost like. Yeah people really put too much stock into this home um, home field and uh, it's almost better to fire road teams. Well, to that point, I just saw this kind of before the pod and I think it was, so home teams this season are only 40% against the spreads, 36 and 54. And even straight up they're 40 and 50. So maybe there's something to, I mean, home field advantage might really be dead save for a couple exceptions but we've even seen some of the strong ones really not matter that much. Joe, Kyle mentioned the Thursday game, Denver-Cleveland. It's interesting because you have the Broncos who are off of a couple of not like really bad-looking losses in a row. Uh, the one to the Raiders yesterday was, was horrible. They didn't even show up against a team that should have been pretty vulnerable. And then you have the Browns off a couple losses in a row here. So how do you, how do you look at that line? I haven't even dug into that, that one yet. But, you know, I'll definitely do a little research and have more on the uh, Wednesday pod for that one. Yeah, we'll, de- we'll make sure we touch on that. I'm seeing, Kyle, you mentioned earlier, I'm seeing Cleveland laying three and a half. Does that sound, does that sound accurate? Yeah, it opened at four and it's gone down to three and a half. Okay. So I got, I did the donkeys this morning at four just as a, uh, yeah, just frustrated. Yeah, no, I mean, for the Broncos to lose two home games uh, in a row and, you know, you just got your ass kicked by a division rival. Now you get to go on the road on a short week and get right back at it. Maybe that's maybe not that that's not the worst play. Chris, how do you see Den approaching that one? I mean, if it's a three and a half point spread, I mean, I don't really know where he would go there. Yeah, I could see him uh, approaching. He's usually likes the Bears. Uh when they're laying a small number like this, I could see them, uh, especially if it creeps down towards three, if sharps keep coming in and taking the Denver, I'll be hoping I'll, I'll, again, we just talked about it. I've got to like road dog, short road dog systems, 60%. So um, we'll see where he comes in. I can see him on Browns. Yeah. I think he said, yeah. Dif- differentials towards uh, Denver by 20% right now. So that Kyle getting a uh, plus four is probably a pretty sharp move being that it's, all the, way, all the way down to three and a half, and the look ahead was full, was seven. So 
you know, uh, there's still a little bit of value on the Broncos, but we'll see how the money comes in and if that goes down to three or they continue to leave the hook out there. So let's let's just kind of go around the horn. Any other observations, any other games people wanted to touch on from the weekend, whether it's college or NFL? Uh, Neil, anything else that that kind of caught your attention? Yeah, I'm just going to bitch real quick about how <laughs> both my Saturday and Sunday's nights which was the two games that i talked about ended so horribly after halftime and how people teams just fell asleep asu saturday night i'm the only one on asu everyone loves utah asu goes in up 14 at the half they just pick them game they come out and they just lay an absolute stinker i think i texted you guys the screenshot of the second half Utah had four possessions in the second half, scored touchdowns on every single one. Arizona State had 82 yards of offense. Absolute disgusting second half. Almost a repeat on Sunday. I've got Pittsburgh laying five. Pittsburgh is up 14 at halftime. They've controlled the the defense has controlled every single aspect of the fighting Geno Smiths. And all of a sudden, they come out to start the second half and this offensive line creates holds for Alex Collins that anyone could run behind. It, unbelievable how both my teams completely failed me. It was just awful ends to the days. I just, Gino Smith, I just want to touch on uh, the Gino first. Smith. What is so, the ball? Sorry, Joe. No, I was just fucking around. I just, I was just everybody fucking fading Geno Smith and he yeah. comes out and covers the spread. Fuck yeah. No, you <laughs> nailed it. And you almost <laughs> nailed the final score, too. Um, but, Neil, Neil you're, you're an SC fan, right? Yeah. Like, you've seen SC go into Utah and just take a massive shit in the fourth quarter, like, consecutive years, even with Sam Darnold. Like, that's that's why I was on Utah. It's just – that is a – it's – I don't think people understand, like, how hard it is to play there – the crowd just like I mean they have nothing else to do. There. I mean, they, they, they can't they can't even chew gum. So I mean they just get up for these games. And I mean I'm I am surprised they closed that game on a twenty eight nothing run. That was I got a little pissed being an ASU alum, but I I mean I wasn't surprised that Utah ended up finding a way to win. Just more of how they did it. Kyle, I want to ask you about Sam Darnold. We talked, I talked a, min- a minute ago about Denver fooling everybody with their three and zero record. Uh, Carolina, ouch. Uh, Darnold has been brutal. What What are your thoughts on the Panthers, who we were kind of starting to get on board with after a couple weeks there, and then the last few weeks have been rough. Well, I forget who you mentioned it. Maybe Joe did. I kind of forget who, but. It's, it's kind of like, who have they played? Look at their first three wins. The Saints, who really knows because of why I think a lot of people jumped on the Browns last week, COVID issues in week two. That's kind of their only good win. But now they're 0-3 without CMC. And, I mean, it, it's mainly that. It's, there's this huge playmaker that no one has to fear. I mean, it, it, when, when you run misdirections, when you run naked boots, it's half of an element taken away. I mean, Hubbard's good, but he's not CMC. So there's a whole dynamic offensively where 
defenses just don't really have to game plan around. They just get to hone in. Robbie Anderson forgot how to catch, forgot how to play football this season. And now teams are just starting to shut down DJ Moore. So they've become one-dimensional. I saw Darnold like six for 20 because most of those looks, he's, he's just staring straight, straight at our boy DJ. Um, so, I mean, rules got his hands full. They, they got to find different ways to scheme plays because what they're doing isn't working. I think Darnold is, is fine in words of Joe. You say it for me. I love the way you say it, but they, they got to find oh different way to run this offense when CMC isn't there because it's, it's not the same and it's so easy to game plan for. Yeah, they need him back, uh, and then he just went on IR. So I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen to the Panthers here over the next couple of weeks. Joe, how about Not you? Good. Any other any other ones stand out? How about the Ravens beating the absolute shit out of the Chargers, which was pretty sweet for me too. That was another one where, I mean, so I know my group, my group last week talked about how do we not take the points with Arizona? How do we not take the points with the chargers? And unfortunately the chargers was just a trap of all traps. And, and you saw, I mean, Chris, I think it was you that mentioned the ticket counts on the chargers Ravens rare contrarian fave there where it was just, it was such a good spot to fade the chargers. So, I mean, Joe, was that your guys thought process that, uh, yeah, it was, we were fading the, the trendy dog and also just people completely forget about the, 10 a.m. West Coast team traveling east. Like it's a huge narrative that people just totally forgot about in this one. I mentioned it on the third on the pod last week, but yeah, I love the Ravens in this spot. They proved to be uh, just kicking the shit out of the Chargers. It was was a a good little win, a non-sweaty win. Five and zero fade Ben on one game. (laughs) Oh yeah, that was that was right. Yeah, Yeah. that was sweet. Yeah, especially because we snuck in the live in the second half too. Yeah. Um. Another thing I heard people talking about with the Chargers last week is they have been executing and converting third and fourth downs at just an insane rate. So people were asking, okay, what happens if they don't? What's this team going to look like? And I saw that coach going for it on fourth down from their own territory in the first half. It's like, whatever happened to play in field position? People are just going nuts with this going for it on fourth down stuff. So uh, that game got out of hand real quick and the Chargers were never in it. So, um, Watch out for that team. I know a lot of people were really high on them after that Browns win. But, again, look at the way that they're converting fourth downs. And, and Neil, I mean, Chargers can't make a kick. So, no, they they can't. And and what's what's funny is you think that, uh, you know, that this going forward on fourth down that is going to, you know, lead to the overs. But it's not when you're only scoring six points, you know, you're one side of that scoring six. Like, I think that's what's surprising to me was – you know, that's why I think I, you like sort of leaning towards some chargers overs because you think they're going to go for it. And if they get it great, they're moving on. If they don't, the other team's going to have really good field position. And Baltimore had some drives with really good field position and still can't even get over, but you're not going to get over one team's only scoring six points for a game. And that's five extra points that kickers missed now this season. Unbelievable. If they don't, I mean, Lombardi on his Monday show last week was like, I'd, I'd be shocked if that kicker is still on the team. And I mean, going this week, they got to figure that out. They got to address that. I know that coach doesn't like to kick, but come on. You got to make freaking extra points. Chris, get us out of here with this. Cowboys cover again. 
Packers cover again. One of the best parts of the week one was the Aaron Rodgers taunting the Bears fans. I st- I have always fucking owned you. I still own you. That was <laughs> absolutely hilarious. Um, but Chris, I mean, are we gonna see? We're going to see some of this regress a little bit. But how should people approach Cowboy games, Packer games? Maybe the Bills cover again tonight too. There's been some teams that are just making people money every week. Vegas books got killed yesterday. What's going on with some of the public having success in the NFL? Yeah, and it's uh, it's always one of those ones where we say, and that's why we love, you know, say we sniff out lines because these lines are kind of smelly. I mean, you got to go to the Bears. You're only laying four and a half or whatever it is in the contest. And then Cowboys, you got to go to the Patriots. And all you do got to do is lay three and a half for the line doesn't move, even though 80% of the tickets are on there. And same with the, you know, the chiefs were got to under a field goal in the contest. It was only six and a half. They go and just destroy Washington. So, I mean, it just seems like, and then bills tonight, you know, uh, under a touchdown. So you just go like, what, is it that easy? All you have to do is just take the better team and they'll win by seven. Um, not always the case. We'll see, uh, I think next week is it is a nine and a half for the Packers. And maybe that's finally a little inflated. Maybe Washington can keep it within, you know, six or seven. We, we like to remember those teams that just get you guys in the contest that a year or two ago, Matt, you guys took the lowly Washington getting like 12 or 13. And I think the green Bay snuck out a win by three. So, you know, this might be the week. Hopefully people, there's a ton of big ones. I'm interested to see if one of these big uh, dogs that are catching 13 to 15 like the lions or the Texans can hang and just uh, ruin anybody's survivor week. Chris. Yeah, this is, this is the first week. Sorry, Matt. Uh, This is the first week that, that green Bay actually like the line doesn't smell like, okay. Green Bay minus nine and a half every other week this year, it's been a smelly line, but this one kind of makes sense to me. Yeah. It's a little inflated, but you know, finally the public won't just be an auto fire on green Bay. Yeah, mm-hmm. Chris, you mentioned that Washington nine and a half. Some of these other ones make that look short. I mean, if you love poop, week seven is your week. We've got we've got the Bears catching 13 and a half in Tampa Bay. We've got the Lions, the Jared Goff revenge game, getting <laughs> 15 and a half in LA. And oh my fuck. You've got the lowly Texans getting 17 against undefeated Arizona. Yeah, and that opened at 14. And it's already been up all the way to 17 just today. Chris, you you might not shower this week. I might have to have all three of those in smelly poop (laughs) just for fun. Do it, please. Do it. You have to. You have to just override everyone and say, this is my scum. I've, I've got three <laughs> double-digit poop. I have to have all three. <laughs> Hope they go two and one. All right, everyone. Yeah. Well, Chris, as we get out of here, just remind everybody, if you bet on scum like that, like I bet on the Texans yesterday, nice 34 to three. Some poopy shit might happen. All the talking heads on the bills. Let's go, Tetons. Titans to under, baby. Let's go. Thank you. <laughs>